Welcome back to the Glacier Guys podcast. I'm Ethan, and I'm here with my co-host Joey Fernandez. And uh, we took a couple breaks off, or a couple weeks off there. Um, we had spring break, and then Joey, you're feeling a little under the weather last week. Yeah, slightly, slightly. But uh, everything's back to normal, and uh, we'll be back to posting every week. So uh, let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, we got to talk about March Madness. Of course. Um, I have spent the last two weeks or however long it's been, um, majority of my free time has been watching basketball. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, me too, for sure. So as we're recording this, it's, uh, what what just concluded? The Elite, Elite Eight, right? Elite Eight yeah. just concluded, yeah. So last night, uh, Michigan and uh, UCLA played and then USC and Gonzaga played, mm-hmm. just for reference. Yeah, and the final four is Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, and UCLA. Yeah, sadly. Um, yeah, I mean, after, I mean, this has been a crazy tournament, like just, I don't know what else to say. It's been awesome to watch. Um, I genuinely haven't had this much fun watching sports in a pretty long time. Yeah. I think last year there not being a tournament, I mean, makes it even more like hyped up because like everyone's just like itching to get some, uh, March madness going. No doubt. And then like, if you make, if you make a bracket, you bet on games, like that just makes it so much better. Oh yeah. I mean, there's always something on the line with March madness. Um, I mean, especially this year we saw zero brackets survive the first round out of 15 million plus or something. Thank you. Oral Roberts. That's (laughs) actually insane. Yeah. I forgot. I think 95% of people picked Ohio State to win that game or something. Yeah. Or maybe even higher than that, probably. Including both of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody we know. But Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah, Oral Roberts, they almost made it to, what, the Elite Eight? Uh, Yeah, I think they made it to the Sweet 16 and yeah. lost on a last-second shot. That almost went in. They had a really good look at that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's still a, a crazy story. Even, like, if, even if they just won that first game, it's still, like, dang. Yeah, and then <laughs> I didn't, I mean... Because when these teams make the tournament, a lot of times you don't follow them during the regular season. They had the nation's leading scorer at point guard, Max yeah. Abmus. He averaged over 30, didn't he? Um, No, I think it was like 24 point something. But really? Yeah, oh, okay. but, but still, because like Garza fell off a little bit at the end of the season scoring-wise. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for a point guard from a smaller school that averaged over 24 points, that's still insane. Yeah, especially in college. Uh, no doubt. Um, Gonzaga's kind of been like that team that just, I don't know, it seems too good to be true, but they're just a fantastic to watch. Yeah, I, I know. I was I was kind of on the side of like, oh, they'll get upset by Skep- someone. A little skeptical. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, I don't know. Did they just they just needed one five star and then like everyone else would just fall into place? I, I, I get you get You see guys like Mark Timmy. I think he's... Uh, he's only 20 years old and then Jalen Suggs is 19 I mean these yeah. guys are just they're like I don't know the it's 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 almost like watching a pro offense these guys just they just yeah. can score whenever they want yeah they they space you out and then they just they cut they just keep cutting over and over again and then they just eventually find it like they're just always moving off the ball it's exactly crazy. and now they have to play an 11 seed in the final four it's kind of like a cakewalk to the championship you know yeah I mean UCLA is hot but like I mean, how how are they going to be? They were a play-in team, you they, know. Yeah, and they they barely beat Michigan. They've been squeaking by in a couple games. Uh, Michigan definitely would have gave Gonzaga a better run for their money, no doubt. Yeah, I think so too. But the loss of like Isaiah Livers kind of hurt Michigan a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I think UCLA. I mean, I I think they'll be they'll give it a decent game. I mean, 
it'll probably be like over a 10 point deficit because yeah. that's what Gonzaga does but you know yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say maybe like a seven, eight point game at halftime. They're they're probably gonna win by like fifteen, though. Honestly, yeah. Um, I hope it's Baylor Gonzaga because those two teams have clearly been the best in college basketball yeah. this whole season. They um, were, yeah, they were one and two for basically all of it. Yeah. Besides, like maybe the end when Michigan and Illinois were up there, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's the matchup everyone's looking for. I hope one of them doesn't get upset, honestly. And I think during like uh one of the podcasts where i think we were talking about those two teams specifically yeah. i don't know if it was on the podcast or just outside of that but like even during the regular season we're like gonzaga and baylor are definitely the two best teams in college yeah. basketball. i i believe we did say something like that mm-hmm. along the lines of that but i mean well i mean we'll have to see i mean imagine it's just houston and ucla yeah that'd be pretty anticlimactic but it'd also be kind of funny because yeah those are two teams with a lot of loopholes and like uh i don't know they just I mean, Houston was good for the majority of their season, but one of their star players has had a nagging hip injury the last couple games. Yeah. Um, and then UCLA, like like you said, they're a play-in team. They almost didn't even make the tournament. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. I, I don't know. They just kind of got hot all in, out of nowhere. I can't... I could see Houston beating Baylor over UCLA beating Gonzaga, but I honestly think it's going to be Baylor-Gonzaga. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think that's what most fans are rooting for, unless you like UCLA or Houston specifically, obviously. But. And it's interesting to note that I think this has been the year that there's been the most upsets. Um, for sure. It was the first time four thirteen or lower seeds even advanced to the second round of the tournament. <laughs> and just looking at all of the upsets that have happened, the fact that the final might be a one seed versus a one seed is kind of hilarious. Yeah. It like offsets all the upsets that ended up happening. Yeah, it comes back full circle, yeah. I think. I think it's just because uh I don't I mean, I hate to say it since I'm a Michigan fan, but like a lot of the one seeds this year weren't as good as like maybe past years, I think. Oh yeah. And then uh and then but the two giants at the top are just still reigning supreme. Yeah. I mean, that's just kinda how it is. Yeah. But. And I think the last four seasons Gonzaga's had uh, thirty plus win teams. Like last year, they could have arguably been the best team in college basketball. You know, it's like yeah. I don't know. Mark Few has just built up such a great program there. Um, much better than the Adam Morrison days, even though they <laughs> were they were still a good team. But uh, Gonzaga is legitimately an elite program now. Oh yeah, I mean, they were like they were always just like that team in the tournament, like that trendy pick. You yeah. know, like it was like. Gonzaga, Butler, and like Xavier, like yeah. those are always like the like the cool teams to pick. Yeah, or like Providence or something. Yeah, like one of those stuff like that. But then like now all of a sudden they're like actually like good. And <laughs> with with Jalen Suggs, a five star recruit, going there and just seeing how well the program's doing. I mean, their recruiting classes in the upcoming years are I think are going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I think so too. Especially since like it's like a, um, I don't know what it's. Uh, they 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 pass they pass the ball a lot. They don't yeah. have like a, a like a, a one trick pony type team. They you know? just remind me of the the Spurs offense that we've seen for yeah. the last like twenty years. To be honest with you, um, I don't know. It's like a well oiled machine. They're just like yeah. they never they never have to panic because I feel like they always have the lead. But they just don't really go on cold streaks or anything no. during the game because they get so many points in the paint and they they just get so many open layups it's ridiculous and they have so many open threes and when they like they rarely ever miss open shots like wide open shots yeah. i've noticed um i don't know all their shooting forms look just like perfect and i don't know yeah. they're just like one of the best teams <laughs> i've ever seen yeah that dude uh i think his name's like Kisbet yeah. he's like a he's like the tall dude uh he 
He has like a line drive jump shot. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like Ray Allen esque. Yeah. <laughs> not saying he's that good, obviously. No, not yet, at least. But um, or he ever will be. But hey, man, whatever works. And it seems like whatever they're doing is is working. It's it's so hard to go out and win every game. Because I remember when Kentucky was in the Final Four in 2014-15, we're like, oh, they're just going to walk to a championship. And then there goes Wisconsin. They beat them. I mean, they had a good team, Sam Decker, Frank Kaminsky. But yeah. um, Gonzaga's playing UCLA in the Final Four. So it's like... Man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game for UCLA to say the least. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, Gonzaga. I don't think they've been challenged at all. I don't. I mean, I, really. I don't know about the regular uh, season, but during the tournament, I mean, there weren't any really close games, were there? Uh, no. They they've won by like almost twenty every game. So first it's like, round, I think they won by forty three or something. I forgot uh, who they. Yeah, played. yeah, they. Uh, they scored like ninety something points. They they score points. they score eighty points religiously. I know. First half of the game yesterday, they scored forty nine points in college. That's unheard of. <laughs> and then yeah. they just they just coasted in the uh, second half. Who did they play? USC. Um. Right. Oh yeah, they played USC. And all they had to do was coast in the second half. Excuse me, sorry. Um, they played. They both scored 36 points in the second half. To, I was I was looking at the stats earlier. I'm like, all they had to do was just coast, and they still won by 19 points. So it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Mark Timmy, the the <laughs> the facial hair wonder. Dude's like 6'10". I didn't even realize he was that tall, but he is just – he just backs you up in the paint, and he bullies you, you know? Yeah, basically. He's like a more athletic uh, Luca Garza, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I could see it. And I he – I don't know if he's a better shooter, but he's just like he gets better looks, I'd say, than Garza does. I yeah, kinda. Uh, I think he's just more versatile. Oh, for sure. Like he's not like Luca's a lot more stiff. It feels like. And I mean, he is in a better system, and he has better teammates for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Iowa was definitely struggling with depth, and I think that kind of got exposed. I forgot yeah. who they lost to specifically. It wasn't a very no, it Big was like kind of. It was kind of like early on. It feels like. Uh, yeah, they lost in the round of thirty-two, I believe. Let me see. I'm trying to find them. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they didn't last very long. The Big no. Ten in general just kind of. Michigan was kind of the one that squeaked out of there yeah. um, and, they lost and made to it Oregon pretty far. Fifteen. Jeez, man! And then Oregon, they got. Did they get killed by USC? They lost yeah. by a pretty good amount. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. What a. I mean. With the Mobley brothers are tough on USC. Yeah. yeah. With, um, well, again, except against Gonzaga, but that's right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, as weird of a tournament as it's been, I think that's why we see that some of these one seeds, two seeds were getting upset because, like, I don't know, the dominant teams this year, quote-unquote, a lot of them are just, like, I don't know. They've been good, but like we said, Baylor and Gonzaga are really the only two big powerhouses, so. Yeah. Definitely. Outside of that, U of I, I mean, they got exposed. I just don't yeah. understand how they blew out Michigan by like twenty points and then they Without lo- Io. And then they and then they lose to Loyola. I and Loyola the next game, that might have been the worst shooting performance of the entire tournament. They shot like twenty six, twenty seven percent from the field for the whole game. Yeah. That was I, horrendous. I think I think Loyola just kinda came out with a better game plan, honestly. Uh they uh they uh, made the focus with Crutwig, obviously, and uh, they kind of frustrated Kofi on defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they and 
U of I just never found their rhythm. No, they found a way to get Io uh, pretty pretty fr- frustrated pretty quickly. Uh, he had nine points and six turnovers. So, yeah. I mean, he he was like there was points where he wasn't even jogging back on defense, and the guy he was supposed to be assigned to was getting and ones across the court when he wasn't even across half court yet. So it was like, yeah, you could tell they gave up kind of early. Also, with that game specifically, I feel like that was a huge mental game. One because it was two Illinois teams, and I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that's the reason why, like, I don't know. Loyola definitely had, like, a different kind of fire under them for that game just because it was, like, an in-state matchup. Yeah, and their defense is just ridiculous, it's, honestly. Yeah, even even with the poor shooting performance against Oregon State, they still held them to, like, upper 50s, low 60s in points. So. Yeah, exactly, because they just – and no one makes any mistakes on that team, it feels like. Like, yeah. if they're not scoring on offense, their defense is always just, like, where it's supposed Super to be. Super stingy. Yeah. yeah. The only way you score on them, really, is – uh. It's just making contested shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you really can't do anything against that. So. Yeah, Porter Moser, he's uh, kind of a psychopath on the sidelines, but he's definitely done a great job there oh, with yeah. the program. A lot of a lot of uh, big programs should be looking towards him. But I mean, uh, a lot of people were speculating Indiana, but they didn't. They hired someone else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I think they hired an assistant coach, if I'm not mistaken, from the yeah, NBA. Woodson. Yeah, Woodson. Yeah, that's right, Mike Woodson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Outside of that, though, I mean, I don't know. I still, I originally picked Gonzaga to win the championship. I know that's like the cliche thing, but they've just, I mean, they have not disappointed me so far in the tournament. So yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I I picked uh, Michigan, but I mean, as as last night would. A little uh, biased, but yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, I they had a decent chance at least. Uh, I mean, do you have anything else uh, as far as the tournament goes? I'm just... If it's if it's Gonzaga Baylor, this this is gonna be probably the most hype I've ever been for a um, a finals, or not yeah. a finals, but like you know what I mean, an NCAA championship. I mean, mm-hmm. these are rarely do you ever see the two best teams actually make it yeah. because there's always a slip up game like along the way. Yeah, definitely. Like you know, like with Kentucky, especially like they didn't even make the championship game, and they were one of the best college teams of all time. They had like five first round picks in that <laughs> draft, which is absolutely absurd yeah but um i think devin booker might have been off the bench on that team honestly yeah (laughs) he didn't even start and he was still a first round pick yeah willie cauley stein um justice winslow justice jamal murray yeah um trey lyles also yeah trey lyles so yeah pretty ridiculous team if you ask me but uh wait did justice winslow go he went to kentucky or duke Mm, that's a good question uh i feel like he went to duke Hold on, let me check really quick. He went to Duke. Okay. They had one other guy. I forgot who it was, but... Uh, yeah, I always... Kentucky and Duke, dude, those, same, those blue colors, they always... Very out. similar yeah. colorways. It's really Kentucky. tough. Ah, he wanted, he wanted a national championship with Duke in 2015. That's why I thought... Oh, they, that was the year they beat Wisconsin, I think. Yeah. Did they have um, Joel Okafor that year, too? Yeah. Okay. And then Kentucky had Cat in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Now I got. Now I got this going. But okay. uh, oh my god, dude, they're they were actually stacked, like ridiculously stacked. That's insane. Oh yeah. That's that's what uh that's what good recruiting will get you. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um. Yeah. So obviously we're hoping for the best with the uh, tournament final, but um, anything can happen in March as we've seen. So. Yep. Uh. So uh, moving on to some baseball Mm -hmm. uh as it stands right now it's wednesday and uh baseball starts tomorrow yeah april 1st i cannot wait 
I yep. feel like it's been so long since the last season for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I this is the most anticipated as a White Sox fan. This is the most anticipated season of our of, lives. Yeah, of like, my lifetime even, for sure. I'd say like even after. I mean, maybe after the World Series, but like we're five years old, six years old. We yeah, don't remember it that mean, much, but like <laughs> even that year was. I wouldn't say it's a fluke, but like we kind of just went on a run and w- won the World Series have, without even... Yeah, we didn't really have, like, a sustainable talent. No. Well, we we had, like, good talent on our team, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, obviously, but we didn't have, like, franchise-changing talent, like, yeah. in, in the, like, woodworks just sitting there waiting, you know? So it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, a little bit was... It was put to a halt a little bit last week when Eloy got announced to uh, have a torn pectoral, but yeah. uh, reports did come out that... Uh, he it may be only like uh four months now mm-hmm. instead of like five to six which would be huge because he could come back for the second part of the season exactly L- so later second part of the season but still yeah so that's not too bad and they also uh gave some news about maybe andrew vaughn playing left field because he mm-hmm. was he was working on it last year while he was at the alternate site so hopefully that can uh that can boost us up a little bit because Eloy, the way I put it as like Eloy is going to give you 30 and a hundred, but if Vaughn can give you 20 to 25 and like 70, 75. Yeah. yeah right I mean, there. the offense shouldn't really skip a beat. No. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like, cause we have so many other guys that are ready to take a next step. I think, I think we can just keep on, keep on trucking, honestly. And another thing is, uh, Vaughn has, I'd say better play discipline than Eloy. Yeah. So he might honestly get on base around the same, if not more. Um, yeah. and then you're not really missing that. Like, it's not like, Oh, Eloy's an elite defender. Cause clearly yeah, exactly. he's still far from that. But, um, I mean, Vaughn's probably going to be around the same defensively as yeah. Eloy because he has been working on it, like you said last year, but that's not really his natural he spot. Have, yeah, he doesn't have many game reps, but, right. I mean, a guy like Albert Pujols played left field because he had to in the beginning of his career because Mark McGuire was at first. So like, And I hate to say it, but like up to this point, you you can't really play that much worse than Eloy has exactly. in, in left field defensively. So he might, um, he might be better because of him just knowing his body more. Cause yeah. it seems like Eloy is like, like it sounds a little like demeaning saying this, but like it, he's almost like a kid that doesn't like he he went to a growth spurt and he doesn't know like how to like perfectly lanky, use his body. Like yet. when yeah. you first get lankier. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's some, it, it feels like, I don't know what speed he needs to run at. Like, yeah, he, I don't, it's weird watching him in the yeah. field. And then, I don't know, he tries to do stuff that he probably shouldn't and stuff like that. And, but and that net is brutal, man. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Vaughn just knows what kind of athlete he is and oh, what he sure. just has to do to get it done. For sure. And like I said, on-base percentage should be right around the same. Yeah, I'd say. I would say around the 330, 340 mark for mm-hmm. his rookie year. Hopefully. Yeah, that's uh, that's looking at the potential that he could possibly have. But yeah. I, I'm I'm very high on Andrew Vaughn. No yeah, doubt. me too. I, I, think, uh, I think his... Uh, Good plate, good approach at the plate will uh, definitely help him early on because we've seen some guys come up and struggle for us at the beginning mm-hmm. because their plate discipline may not be the best because they come out trying to either swing at everything or they chase the slider on the outside, right. uh, outer half and stuff like that. But I think uh, Andrew Vaughn is definitely going to be better at taking those sort of pitches. Oh no so, doubt, no doubt. That that's what pitchers are always going to do is test the rookie and see like see like what what his weaknesses are. Once they get mm-hmm. a scouting report on him, they're just going to attack that. So exactly, yep. And I mean, yeah, just having his plate discipline at that young of an age is so huge. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think uh, 
once Adam Engel gets back and he's able to play left uh, for a decent amount too, against uh, especially against lefties, mm-hmm. I think uh, that'll be perfect. Also, he went, did he go down with an a hamstring? Yeah. Okay, a strained That's hamstring. Right. So he should be back a couple weeks after opening day. But it is it is something that can linger. So I don't I don't want him to like necessarily rush back. Um, I'm just hoping that Andrew I Vaughn forgot that he can, could uh, just fill down. that hole because we have Eloy in center and then Adam Eaton in right. And then yeah. we'd have Angle in left field. Yep. That's, and then, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. And then Leori Garcia. Uh, Tony Larusa made a comment yesterday about uh, maybe Leori Garcia starting at left and then Vaughn DHing mm-hmm. to start the year. So I mean, I wouldn't be completely mad at that either because I don't think Leori's the worst ever. You know, like no, he's, he's solid. Not, yeah. He and he's definitely not solid. bad in the outfield. So, yeah. I mean, he he's he may get like a little swing happy sometimes, but mm-hmm. I mean. At least he's not going up there and striking out every time. So. And, like, you kind of know what you're getting with him because we've had him before, and yeah, he's, he's just uh, – he has the experience. You know? Yeah, he's the longest tenured White Sox player, actually, so it's a little – I mean, he's been there since 2013, technically, I think. Is that – that's one year longer than uh, Abreu, right? Yeah, because he got traded for Alex Rios back in the day. We got rid of Garcia for a little bit, right? Uh, Leori? Yeah. No. No? Uh, we got rid of Avi Sale. And then uh, didn't we have Willie? <laughs> oh, Willie Garcia. <laughs> who was I? Who am I thinking? Not that he was oh, ever um, much. What's his name? Yolmer Sanchez. That's what oh, I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He won a. Did he? He was the one that won a Gold Glove here. Yeah, right? he won and a Gold then, Glove 2019. And then we're like, see you later. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then we brought him back in the middle of last season. <laughs> okay, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, we also signed Jake Lamb. Uh, Former All Star Jake Lamb with the Diamondbacks in mm-hmm. 2017. Yeah. Uh, he, he, um, he's n- he's not bad. He's not a bad signing. The mm-hmm. A's signed him and kind of got a, a a spark last year. Honestly, yeah. uh, he's he he's always mashed righties. Uh, he he can't hit a lefty for the life of him but yeah. it's i mean it's all right he he can uh he can mash a little bit he's uh he's a third base first base kind of uh combo mm-hmm. uh i'd say he's probably better suited for first but he can he can play third if he had to so i don't i don't really mind the signing he was with the Braves earlier on in spring training and they uh they cut ties with him because mm-hmm. they didn't really need him anyway but right. yeah they have a pretty i mean yeah. Braves are pretty well off right now i'd but, say but yeah but we could definitely use him uh, especially if Vaughn's going to be playing left field, uh, him DHing for those days would be uh, not too bad. I was about to ask, um, with Vaughn, like say Vaughn starts in left field for the first couple of weeks with mm-hmm. Angle out, um, do you, I was about to ask who do you think is going to be in that DH spot? Um, pr- preferably, I would say Zach Collins. Was, but yep, that's, that's exactly my point, too. That's who I want, but... Uh, I think I think with uh, the Jake Lamb signing, they're probably going to go with Jake Lamb, which yeah. really just – it's kind of a bummer, honestly. Like, Because yeah. I want Collins to get consistent at bats. He's I think he really has has it in him to be, like, a really good hitter, I, I think. I think that's – we're just – I don't know. We're I feel like we're a little hesitant on uh, just throwing the players in there with not a ton of experience because we already have Vaughn in there who yeah. hasn't played in MLB yet. And then – Zach Collins has got like barely any at bats. Right. So yeah. to throw two guys in the mix right at the beginning, I feel like we're putting Lamb at the DH is definitely the safe play, you know? Yeah. I yeah, definitely. I just think I just I just really like the upside of Zach Collins, man. Me too. I, I've been a, I've been a Zach Collins truther for a long time. I mean, we drafted him in the first round out of Miami and he's he was like one of the first guys that started the rebuild. Like he was one of the supposed to be one of the core guys. Yeah. And he's just been kinda left in the dust. But I'm glad he made the team. Oh yeah. Another surprising 
uh, thing that happened was uh, Jonathan Lupercroy getting uh, getting the boot. Yeah, I'm surprised. I I did not think that would happen. Honestly, yeah. I they uh, they gave the backup job to your mean Mercedes and uh, and uh, what's it called uh, Zach Collins. So it's I mean I'm I'm kind of hyped for that. Honestly, yeah. like it may seem like a small move, but like as someone who has followed both of these guys for all this time, I'm so I'm so glad they're giving them a shot. Because Yermin can rake. I I have no doubt in my mind he can hit oh, the yeah. majors. Oh yeah. It's always been his defense. He's he's like a he's a pretty old prospect. I think he's almost thirty, if not already. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm I I've always wanted to see what kind of upside he's had. He's always hit wherever he's gone. So. And like when we got Lucroy, I was I don't know. It was it was like yay, like he used to be pretty good, but he's kind of in the latter yeah, part of his career. He's just a game manager. Yeah. But I just want to I want to see one of these young guys learn off of uh Yasmani and uh see I mean cuz uh Yasmani went to the same school as Zach Collins uh in college okay. and they he kind of trained him a little bit I'm pretty sure. So mm-hmm. I mean I'd kind of I don't mind him seeing him kind of learn off of him and learning how to call a game because one day I mean if Yaz yeah or Yaz uh kind of regresses one day uh lord forbid obviously but uh i mean that would be that'd be nice to see zach collins just kind of step up and then they kind of exactly. trade places you know yeah. yeah that would be awesome and that just having that team chemistry is huge yeah uh yeah i i'm just hyped about that Me that too. small move <laughs> i mean the eloy i honestly for a day or two i was like i'm like of course something like this would yeah happen. but honestly like we shouldn't take that big of a step back. No, I mean, I, our, and just due to the fact that our our lineups still absolutely loaded. Yeah, I mean, we're still loaded from top to bottom, mm-hmm. even without Eloy, honestly. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Eloy obviously hurts because he might be. I mean, top. He might be the best most, hitter. He might be the best hitter in the lineup. Yeah. That's why I, I, I didn't want to. I wasn't sure if I wanted to say it because I I have too much respect for Abreu, but yeah. but I think Eloy I'd this year was going to no doubt. Yeah, I think Eloy was definitely going to be the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I I think we'll be all right. I I still think it's uh, ALCS or bust, at least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, for the Cubs, they uh. They signed uh, catcher Tony Walters today. That's I mean, crazy. I don't know if that's uh, the biggest move ever, but mm-hmm. felt like I should uh, say it. <laughs> uh, I think we also have to bring up the fact that uh, Rizzo declined the oh. five-year, seventy million dollar extension. Right. Right um, he's gonna weigh his options. He said they said he's gonna play out this year. Um, yeah, I'm assuming he just doesn't want to come back. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I think it's kind of a weird situation. I think it was honestly kind of a spit in the face offer because if you look at it, his counterpart in the AL Central, I mean the NL Central, uh, Paul Goldschmidt got like uh, got like one thirty five, I think one thirty yeah. something like that. So to offer like almost half of that is just a little more than half of that. It's just a little bit like dang. Like, Especially when the guy, I mean, he's he's always fairly consistent and he's definitely the heart of the franchise, you know, and he has been since uh-huh. since even prior to the World Series, like when they started to get good. Yeah. Rizzo's been like one of the main pieces, if not the main piece, to the Chicago Cubs organization. Yeah, so. I I think, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of crazy. I mean, to offer him 14, to offer the captain of the team 14 million a year, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. I it's, don't know. Because, I mean, like anything over, you may want to say like it's an overpay or whatever. But, but I, I, for a, what he's done for the team, yeah. just like, you and, know. And a team and a team is definitely gonna give him more than that. I oh, have yeah. no doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. Like I, I could see it I could totally see a team like maybe the Blue Jays or I don't even like the Marlins or something, like mm-hmm. paying him that sort of money. But 
I'm just I mean, interested to see what's going to happen after this year, like yeah. with Rizzo, wherever he goes. Yeah, um, there's been a... There's been a few contract extensions that have been uh, sort of put on hold lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, the biggest one, I think, is the Lindor contract. Uh, they offered him, uh, I believe it was like 10 years, $320 million. I and, did not uh, see that, actually. Yeah, and he turned it down. Uh, he he said that he's requesting like 12 for like uh, 385 so oh my goodness yeah so it's they're at kind of a standstill and uh everyone's just like pay him but uh they're like i don't know what (laughs) is he currently like what's his current contract situation as we speak he's a free agent after this year okay so they traded for him and on expiring contract kind of like the mookie betts thing and the manny machado thing before that Mm -hmm. so they kind of they trade for him and like expect an extension Mm -hmm. uh so i mean i I don't know. Like it really depends on how this year goes. If he has a lot of fun this year, maybe he'll uh maybe he'll sign that contract or maybe like it I don't sounds like he wants to stay there though, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, just like dang that he's really set on his number. Yeah. I he's, reports, gonna, he's pulling a Dak Prescott. Yeah, <laughs> reports as of like uh an hour or two ago, they uh John Heyman said that they um there's gonna be there's no report of a contract. Like there's no there's no sign of even talking about it. Because the deadline is today. Interesting. Yeah. And then Carlos Correa also got offered $120 million, uh from the Astros. For how many years? He was about five, I think. Uh, and he just kind of said no. <laughs> he was yeah, like, I think no he's, chance. I'd, I'd say he's definitely worth a little more than that. Yeah, um, I think so, too. Uh, he's really talented. Uh but he's hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I, think I still think when he's in there, you know, he's yeah. a, he's a game changer for sure. Uh, yeah. I can't believe Rizzo got offered that. Like, yeah. So free agency might be kind of stacked. <laughs> seems like seems like the Cubs are self destructing a little bit. Um, just uh, with like sort of. with a weird Chris Bryant situation, a weird Anthony Rizzo situation. I mean, yeah. Also some weird uh, Marquee Network uh, tweets going on today. Really? I don't know if you saw. Yeah. No. Uh, they. I don't know if you saw like the thing about like Len Casper complaining a little bit. Uh, Why? What did he say? Uh, well, like he didn't complain like openly, but like apparently he didn't like that they were making the announcers wear like suit and ties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, today they they said like, oh, we under we uh we understand you or we get you or something like that, and they like showed like the suit and tie thing and people complaining about it, and then uh they at the end they showed them uh wearing like zip ups that say like Marquee Network and the Cubs, and yeah. then they were like a lot of the fans were saying like uh. What are they? Oh, they said something about like they look like valet drivers instead of like in, instead of like wearing what? suits. That's such a weird <laughs> like. That just sounds like they're salty. He left. Honestly, yeah, it's such a I weird. Gotta, move. Hold on, I gotta see this really quick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a what? really weird That's move. I don't, so odd. I don't know. I don't. They were trying to be like funny about it, but it was just kind of just like awkward. Cringy, yeah. What? <laughs> That's. That's I don't so know. odd. Was it a picture? No, it was a video. It was like a 40-second video about it. I was kind of thrown off by it, but... We get it because we are it? Is it this yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure what was going on there. Uh, but, I mean, they... they. I will give them credit. Uh, the Boog Shiambi uh, hiring was uh, was a good hiring, mm-hmm. especially to replace Len. I think he's a, he's a pretty good voice. Oh, yeah. It, uh, so, it was this video or no? Uh no, I okay. don't think it was that. It was I don't know. I'll I'll show it to you after. But okay. it was it was a pretty odd one. I'm not sure what they were doing there. Uh, well, that's just like I don't know, man. Yeah, on to some uh, some uh, games, some opening day action. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think the Sox versus Angels, it's going to be a good game. I mean, yeah. wait, waiting for the late start time kind of kind of sucks a little bit, but yeah. it plays into some people's favor. It, I was about to say for us, it kind of doesn't play no. a factor at all. Yeah, um, but I'm sure for the uh, the people like that have work in the morning and that stuff, have full time like jobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people that are actually productive. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it shouldn't. I mean, it, kind of a bummer that it's so late. Um, but. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm so hyped to see. Like, yeah. La- last year, our first pitch of the season was uh, we gave up a home run. That was kind of <laughs> brutal. Yeah, um, Max Kepler, <laughs> the the changeup down the middle from Giolito. That that kind of that kind of hurt. I'm well, not gonna lie. If he can if he can get a strike call on that first pitch, I, I think he'll be like, all right, much better <laughs> yeah. start than last year. But um, <laughs> yeah, we got the Giolito versus Dylan Bundy uh, matchup at nine o'clock tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm kind of I'm pretty hyped for that honestly. Yeah. I uh I think uh I'm hoping Gio can have a better start than he did last year cuz yeah, last year he came out and got torched a little bit. That would be nice. Cuz we're facing a decent offense. I mean, they got Otani, uh Pool, well, I don't know, I'm saying Pulho's second, but uh Rendon, Trout, uh, yeah. um arguably, I mean, he's probably when it's all said and done going to be the best baseball player of all time yeah so um, let's hope uh mike trout doesn't start off hot until yeah. the fifth game of the year and apparently he's figured out his swing but then the next game he <laughs> went out and i think struck out like two or three times <laughs> that's the only like only like little hole in his game i guess you could say is he has too much swing and miss but yeah. i mean that's just nitpicking at that point he walks yeah. more than everyone else so. exactly uh yeah i I think that'll be a decent series. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we can start off and jump on their pitching pretty early. Yeah, got the first Sunday night baseball game. Also, that's pretty exciting. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Otani versus, let's see, uh, I think it's Cease or no, it might be Rodon or Cease. So that's gonna be a decent game. I think. Okay. Uh, pretty hyped up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Cubs and Pirates. Uh, the Cubs have a uh, Kyle Hendricks starting. That's I mean that's always one. a solid option you know yeah I mean Hendricks is I I've liked him his whole career as a Sox fan I, I just yeah I think definitely. Hendricks is extremely solid yeah I think uh, I think if I had to pick one pitcher to start or or one player to start to like on uh, the Cubs I think it would be uh, Kyle Hendricks mm-hmm. but uh, and then the Pirates have Chad Cool which is like I mean he's okay but yeah, he's not opening like day starter yeah. yeah. Uh, the so Pirates have more problems though than they kind of know what to yeah, do with. So, so uh, I think the Cubs uh, hope to start off pretty hot. I yeah. mean, they're facing like arguably the worst team in the league. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think they can hopefully get a sweep to start off the season. Get right. off. I know get we're. Off to a lead. I know that we're pretty anti-Cubs, but like, do you honestly like? This is just like a general question. Do you do you want them to do bad? Like, um, you know what I mean? I. I I mean, as long as the White Sox are good in the same year yeah. and better, I I really couldn't yeah. care less. Because like for me, I just a uh, Chicago World Series is like that would be the peak of everything. Yeah. I think that's as a Chicago sports fan, that would be like if you had one ideal situation, that's what it would be. It would be the yeah. Sox Cubs World Series. But if whoever wins that, it would just be bragging rights for the rest of. <laughs> forever you know yeah i think i think they made some all right signings so i think a guy like jock peterson could definitely uh he's been on get, fire yeah dude. he could definitely uh maybe obtain a decent package for them yeah or just help them make a playoff run i mean who knows yeah. i don't know i i really don't know what to expect out of them they're like the most uh 
perplexing team. They're on, like in the league this it, year. Then? Very foggy on what they're polarizing. Per- yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I, they're just like I don't. know. They're unpredictable. Definitely. Yeah. Because it's like they have so they still have those core guys like mm-hmm. Baez, Rizzo, Brian, Contreras, like the same old, yeah, same old, same old. But they also like the the like the background pieces around them like got a little worse. But mm-hmm. like those guys always still had the potential of just being really good. So mm-hmm. like it's always like what do you what do you really expect from them this year? You I'd know? say like if I had to guess, maybe like ten games above five hundred, right around there, because they do play in a pretty weak division. Yeah, um, I I have. I have them around like eighty five, eighty six wins winning yeah. the division, though. Mm-hmm. I may add, it's that that division is kind of be. So yeah, that would be what like ten a, games above five hundred, right around there. Uh, a little less, but yeah, it's gonna be a like kind of like a. Uh, a I don't know. It's gonna be like a mediocre dogfight. I, <laughs> I no, I agree. I think they are going to have the worst record out of any division winner. Yeah, in the entire it's league. gonna be like the battle of like mediocrity with yeah. like the Brewers with uh their lack of like back end rotation uh pitching uh they have they have a, a pretty good bullpen i mean they have two nasty relievers and mm-hmm. devin williams and josh Hader, but like their lineup kind of kind of lackluster mm-hmm. uh the reds i mean their bullpen is just like kind of non-existent mm-hmm. they're also the holes in their lineup you're garrett bro come on <laughs> i mean he's not too bad but like besides that it's yeah. kind of like where is it exactly <laughs> where then, is uh, it <laughs> and then uh the cardinals i mean they they added arenado but they still have a lot of like uh, kind of underachieving young players like and harrison bader and stuff like that they but have like a 50 year old behind the plate i mean yeah, yeah. Molina still <laughs> he's still valuable but um yeah i don't know he's his value is a little overrated at this point in his career. I'd say honestly. so for sure. Uh, and then they, their, their starting rotations a little like it doesn't wow you. Did very you bring out Paul Goldschmidt or no? Uh, yeah, he's just kind of like one of their only staples. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. They lost Colton Wong. I think that'll make a little bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, none of them are just like none of them are gonna wow you at all. So it's like it's kind of a toss up at this point. And then the Pirates are just. Um, yeah, I didn't even bring them up because it's just like. Uh, they, 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 uh, traded Musgrove, uh, Tyon and, uh, Josh Bell. So it's like, are they the worst team in the league? Yeah, I think so. They have key Brian Hayes, who's a really exciting young third baseman. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's been mashing in spring training also, and he might be, he might be like Matt Chapman, Nolan Arenado level at third base also. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what else besides that? I don't, I don't really see much to watch there. Uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they just remind me of like the Orioles from the past couple of years. Yeah, you know? at least and the, the Orioles, Orioles are, are stacking up a little bit. Right, yeah, right. they got Ryan Mountcastle and uh, Adley Rushman is uh, in the in the wings waiting. Do but they they still have Chris Davis? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it was it last year or two years ago that he had that horrendous start? Uh, he's had a red to start like the past. No, ever, but like the feels really, like. <laughs> the really, the really. I think it was twenty nineteen. Okay, but uh, they're just locked know, because of I forget. The, they're just locked because of the contract, right? Yeah, it. Yeah, his contract is outrageous. He's making so much. He's one of the highest paid players like every year. It. He has to do this. He has to do it. Like at what point? <laughs> Just like the team refuses to cut ties with him because yeah. they paid him that money. They refuse to say they were wrong. I at what point does like because he's I you can't blame him for sitting there and showing up and trying and just taking the check every year. His confidence is just so shot. Like there's just I don't see a, a like a possibility he I ever just, returns. They're to not any a sort good team. Playable for him. He's he's they're not a good team. So I just I don't know if he but like cares that much. Last three seasons. 
2018, he batted one. Oh, it hurts to hear. But 168. Yeah. 2019, 179. 2020, 115. Yep. I. Uh, it's like he had six hits last year. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, like, but like six. at one point, at like, why do you? I know they're paying him all this money, but he's not gonna be on the team when they're actually like ever good again. So what like, is, why are you giving him at bats? He's he's making seventeen million dollars <laughs> a year. It's, okay, so his OPS plus last year was okay. It's hundred is average for OPS plus. His OPS plus last year was negative seven. So he was, I I don't even like I don't even like I I I don't even know what to say honestly. He uh he hasn't really played much this spring training, but I mean, what do you really like? At what point do they just admit that they were wrong? And they just cut him because he his money's guaranteed, so they have to pay him either way. Like, or they just leave him on the bench and just let him sit there. Yeah, but they're still paying him this money. So I know, it's like, but it's just like, why not just develop the other guys? I mean, because he's never gonna have any sort of value ever again. If they cut ties with him, they still they do they owe him all of his. Yes, all of it. So like, it's just like, why don't you just at least just sit him on the bench? No, but the best. Oh my gosh, dude. I feel like the best decision would just be straight up cutting him because having him in the game is such a liability. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's just like what do you what is he even that he's thirty four years old. Thirty five. You would quite Th- literally oh, right. <laughs> you would literally be better just getting rid of him and paying him to do nothing than having him out there. Yeah, exactly. It's just like what do you what are you spending that money in anyways? Like the, I mean, I don't. You don't. I'm you just have dumbfounded by how terrible. Like this I is. Don't know. <laughs> he's like a a much worse Adam Dunn on the White Sox. Yeah, and I mean, if you, I mean, if he was at least like a a good defender, like you could like have a reason to have him out there. Be like, oh, he's. I mean, he's holding down the position pretty well. He's he's not even a good defender. He's awful at first base, and he's like basically a DH only. Who with the with the name Crush Davis? May I add, like not even. Not even performing at like close to a major league average level. Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't hit above a major league average since 2016, and that was like barely above. He you hasn't had it. like a, a a season worth oh the year since goodness. 2015. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's like, and they call him Crush Davis. Last four years, 26, excuse me, 26 home runs, 16 home runs, 12 home runs. He was injured last year, but zero home runs in 16 games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I. I don't know. It's, I mean, I I'm not gonna sit here and just bash him because I I'm mean, gonna because <laughs> it's like, I mean, he it's not his fault. They they were uh they had they were stupid enough basically to pay him this money. When I mean, they gave him that in what 2016. Yeah. yeah. So, oh my, what are you doing, Baltimore? I don't know. And he he had some inconsistent seasons too. He had a he had a season with a 7.92 OPS, which isn't bad, but like that's not worth that much money for a first. 2014, baseman. right in the middle of his. Orioles prime 196 he batted yeah exactly and, and 127 games too at 704 OPS I he had let's see one two three four f- yeah he had like four or five seasons of like actually being productive being, yeah out of 13 so far so it's just like I don't know I mean credit to mm-hmm. him for getting that contract Scott Boris really worked his worked his magic there yeah um. uh I mean, congrats to him. He has generational wealth, but baseball, I don't know. Not this, not his cup of tea anymore. This might be the worst contract situation in recent years in that. I mean, it's terrible. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely like up there for the worst. I mean, he his he might have negative war. 
I actually, I'm, I almost guarantee no, he has he negative WAR throughout the duration of uh, his contract. Oh yeah, he had no negative point nine in 2020, and that wasn't even a full season. He played 16 games, and he still had negative. He almost had ne- he almost had negative one, like a full negative one win a win above replacement <laughs> with, and he in, with in 50 at bats. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh but my good! All right, this turned into a Chris Davis bashing for the yeah, last yeah, ten minutes. Yeah. So let's, let's get back on track. Let's here. move on. Let's move on to uh, some even more exciting news. <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bears signed Andy Dalton to a one-year, ten million dollar contract. <laughs> after amidst oh. amidst all the hype of uh, this was this happened a few weeks ago, but we haven't had time to talk about it just yeah. yet. But uh, I figured uh, we should share our opinions on it because um, we have some strong ones. I. At this point, I don't know if I could say what hasn't been said, um, but obviously on the podcast, we haven't said anything. It's just worst case scenario, (laughs) first and foremost. Um, I've accepted my fate as a Bears fan. This is like, it's always been a struggle as a Bears fan, but this, this is just a perfect example of what we have to go through. I... This is the most Bears move we could have pulled off. I don't know if there is a more Bears move than this. <laughs> this this is like the uh, this is the early two thousands Bears or like the two thousands Bears where they just veteran after veteran after veteran. One of them's bound to work out, right? Not nah, just none of them. There's a difference <laughs> between the, a Broncos team going out and getting a a veteran Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning yeah. who is still in his prime. Yeah, I mean, he had the neck surgery, but he's Peyton Manning. Tampa, so. Tampa went out and got Brady at forty. Yeah, Colts got Philip Rivers. Still a great quarterback. We paid a backup, a backup past his prime. Hasn't had a Pro Bowl season since twenty sixteen. Had worse. Listen to the had worse stats than Mitchell Trubisky with better weapons. A better O line. I mean, the situation he was in obviously wasn't the best. I'll, but I'll say, I don't. <sighs> I think, honestly, I I'm not gonna get mad at Andy Dalton in this it's situation. Not his fault. It's yeah. not his fault. They, I mean, they're paying. They offered him the money. Like he, you can't, you can't blame someone for it. But I mean, I just, I, I feel bad for him personally. Yeah, me too. But the organization can go to hell. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He's gotten way too much flack, I think. But I think, I w- bro, I went on one of his last Instagram posts. They're just shredding his family. I'm like, come <laughs> on, like, don't it's not his fault. Don't it's blame Andy. Fault. All right, I, honestly, credit to him for for I don't know how he managed to pull this off. Yeah, honestly, I think. I, I think that they just didn't want to they didn't want to leave free agency empty-handed and they didn't see uh, a time where Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson were be, were going to be able to be dealt. So I think personally that they 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 could still make another QB move. I really doubt it. I think best case scenario is just look to see what you can do in the draft. I mean, if you can oh. if somehow one of those top 5 quarterbacks like somehow fall like to anywhere in the teens, you snatch him up. I don't I don't care what it takes. I I have a like I I still have a gut feeling that we have Mitch for some reason. I don't know why. Like <laughs> when we got rid of Mitch, I felt like I I was supposed to be more upset. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like having the Andy Dalton news come before that kind of just like like you said, we wanted to we wanted to not leave free agency empty-handed, right? Yeah. Keeping Mitch would have been a way better option in my eyes. I would rather have Mitch than Andy Dalton under center. Yeah, I 
I think so. Honestly, it's it's just like man, like I don't know. I I think like our best case scenario just I don't know. I I I really think that we just got to we just got to see since say five quarterbacks are going in the top 10, right? Right. Or at least before our pick comes. That that means some of the board has to slip. What are we sitting at right now? 20. And this is one of the better oh, 20 is brutal. It's like Man, like, why couldn't we just lose a few games, man? Like, that's what I wanted. Like, if we were if we were sitting at like eight, we would be like, okay, we could trade up a few spots, and we have like it's doable. That was one of the worst postseason performances by a team that I've yeah, ever seen. We didn't deserve it. That I've <laughs> ever seen. We really didn't deserve to even be there in the first place. And we the fact on, that we blew every opportunity we even had in the first place was just embarrassing. We went on two good runs in the regular season that's the only reason we made the playoffs yeah, and we, then we scrubs. got we got exposed mid-season when we had to play some decent teams i think we dropped five straight games or something because we started yeah. off five and one and then we fell to five and six i believe yeah we um, uh we were kind of a fluke in the beginning of the year and it's just it's so frustrating seeing that we we offered a lot for Russell Wilson. We did. An extreme amount, yes. I think it was two or three first-rounders. Three first-rounders. Two starters. Yep. And then uh, a, a second-rounder. Second, a second, I believe, That's yeah. a ton. Yeah. And uh, and then they, the Seahawks are like, that. oh, we're, we don't want to get rid of him at yeah, this time. But now the reports are heating up again. So, like, it's it's just weird at this point. I'm not really sure, like, what's going on. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on with the Seahawks right now. But with us, I mean... It it did kind of intrigue me when I saw that we were in on Kenny Galladay because yeah. I think that two number one wide receivers could kind of make him look a lot better than he actually is. But that of course, through our fingers, of course, of course, he turns us down. But they did offer him a lot more, so it's like, all right, I yeah. Guess. But a Rob signing the franchise tag after the Dalton signing, am I correct on that? I think so. That was I was a little surprised. I think. I think it was also a little Kenny Galladay bait because that because when they met with Kenny Galladay, he signed it like the day after because he was like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not getting screwed out of this one. Yeah. So they did that, and then uh, also, but oh, then A Rob wanted him to come there. No, no, no. They they were like kind of like like uh, calling his bluff a little bit yeah. about not signing the tag by like bringing oh, by, Kenny Galladay yeah, in exactly, uh, and he would definitely eat into some of A Rob's stats. Absolutely no doubt. Yeah, and but like offering him money and then like a rob like not signing his yeah. tag would be a little like oh, sh- oh crap but like apparently their their interest in him was actually like real like they yeah. actually were like actually interested in kenny galladay so that's kind of interesting so that might that leads me to think like maybe they take a wide receiver at 20 like i, I wouldn't I'm, yeah i wouldn't hate that a part of me i know you're not the biggest fan of this guy but i heard uh adam hogue one of the bears insiders uh for nbc sports he he brought up a good a good point, and I was like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Uh, if say since the board is going to be pushed back a little bit, since the five QBs are going to be taken so mm-hmm. early, I mean, there's going to be some talent falling. Right. Like, I think if there's a guy like Jalen Waddell or Devonte Smith there at like 15, I think it might be a I'm good a move. Fan, I'm a fan of Devonte Smith. I oh, am. you are? I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was you then, or not that did No, did I yeah, I like him. Okay. I like him a lot. I think he well-deserved Heisman, obviously. And uh I mean, we've seen it with guys like AB and Brandon Cooks are like, "Oh, they're too small for the league." They go into the league and they thrive perfectly. Exactly. Like, Devontae Smith, if you win a Heisman, you are a difference maker. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. He's, he's just kind of one of those guys that are like 
he just gets open. He's like so, you just turn on the tape and he's open he's every time. He's so ridiculously consistent. Like, yeah. He he just he has that knack. Like there's just guys that know how to do it. He broke the single game receiving record in a championship game in the first half. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't even really have to do anything after that. And then Jalen Waddle, uh, hurt for most of the year, played the played the game, injured. Definitely more talented than Demonte yeah, Smith. Yeah, I like I like Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle might be my favorite receiver in the class. Honestly, I yeah. just don't I don't know if he'll fall. That's why I didn't I didn't bring him up. Completely. And I think he will a little bit because of hopefully. his injury. Because we we always see that happen. These yeah. star players get hurt and their draft stock falls a little bit. I don't know why that's even like. Yeah. As a GM, I wouldn't. I'd be like, that doesn't take off any value yeah, unless it's like a a torn ACL like or a for neck the second or time or something or, like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like something that could really affect you bad. Right. But I like with the the way like uh, the medical technology is nowadays. I think like most of the time players are like perfectly fine after stuff like that. So it's like I don't know. I think I think Waddle's definitely better. Uh, yeah. I I would oh my I would be so ecstatic if he fell and the Bears mm-hmm. traded up. I if either of them fell and we traded up to like fourteen or fifteen, it it wouldn't really cost that much in reality. Because mm-hmm. once you get past like the top ten, fifteen or so, then it's kind of like it only costs like a little bit to move up a few spots. Right. Because you're not like you're not missing like a crazy amount, you know. Right. But I wouldn't also be mad at us. I, another thing, I don't know if I like this scenario yet, but teams get so like desperate and stuff for quarterbacks, uh, for yeah, for quarterbacks in the draft. So I, I could definitely see a scenario where where we trade up, or not necessarily that. It's where the first five quarterbacks go, and everyone starts to panic, and then guys like Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask or uh, Davis Mills, they start to creep into the first round a little bit because teams get scared that they're not going to be able to get their guy in the second. And, like, I don't know. I think I said this, uh, like, 10 minutes ago, but I don't remember. Um, it was in my head. This is one of the better dra- uh, QB draft classes in a while. Yeah. But having the 20th pick, those quarterbacks at the top, they're going to be gone. Yeah. Mo- I mean, a 90% chance so, at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Please. I, I, I see a maybe a a trade. This isn't a, cl- a classic Ryan Pace move, but I honestly see maybe a trade back scenario, maybe to the late first, and maybe pick up some extra picks, and then take a quarterback like thirtieth or 29th or something like that. Like maybe that, and then pick up an extra pick in like the third that's round such or something. A, but that's a huge gamble, though, because like, say what, like a first round pick is a first round pick. Okay, you oh, could yeah. still get you could Definitely. still get some talent, but. Do we want to take the sixth, seventh, eighth best quarterback? No, no, I, I don't think I'm in favor of this scenario, but I could definitely see. Oh, it I happening. could see it happening. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like a Kyle Trask, that would, out of like below the top tier quarterbacks, the Mac Jones is the Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Kyle Trask is probably the best out of that group. I it's over tough. Mond and Mills. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know who the Bears like. I I really I don't, don't want any of them though. You know. <laughs> yeah, me either. To be honest with you, but I think Kellen Mond has probably been the guy they've been talking about the most. So it's a little. I don't know. It's it's weird. He's got a lot of talent, but like, I just I don't know what it is about his arm motion. I just can't get behind it. It yeah. just doesn't look. It just doesn't look repeatable. Yeah. But it looks very upright like kind of like i don't know his elbows are very high when when he's like holding mm-hmm. the ball and stuff i don't know it's just it's just wonky and to me. he's texas a&m yeah okay texas a&m was very good this year and yeah. it was because of him but yeah. i don't know davis mills is very prototypical uh he's a stanford quarterback but mm-hmm. i mean 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, how high his upside really is, but I think... I just don't have a good feeling. Yeah, I don't either. I, I um, And then uh, getting rid of Kyle Fuller, we brought in Desmond Trufant, but like you brought up, um, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. So maybe we take one of the better cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, I think, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, Greg Newsom from Northwestern, home, not hometown kid, but you know what I mean, like yeah. the, the inner interstate. Uh, I feel like the Bears are always high on that sometimes. Yeah. Like, they're like, all right, we got to bring in an Illinois-bred yeah. guy or I know, something. I know a lot of the NU fans around here probably want Greg Newsom. I think he's solid. Yeah, uh, he is solid for sure. Uh, I think I think I wouldn't be completely mad. I just don't see why the corner thing, like, I feel like there's just more pressing needs in corner. But oh, absolutely. If I, I, put, I put offensive line over cornerback. Yeah, but I wouldn't be heated. If we got one of these guys that I have on this list, I, I would like much, JC Horn. I would much rather get a top a top three cornerback than uh, a a top six seven eight quarterback. Yeah, by I a agree. mile. I agree. By a mile. I uh yeah JC Horn. I like a lot. Uh, he's he's really physical. Got has really good intangibles and mm-hmm. uh, physical traits. It's just uh, the penalties and stuff. But I think that's I think that's correctable. Honestly, Caleb for Caleb Farley is actually probably the most skilled corner and mm-hmm. best corner in this class but he's got the back issue so right. he might fall like Maybe. we like we've been saying every time these college athletes they get an injury they, they fall but yeah. like look at an eddie jackson i mean he's been fantastic for us exactly and he fell because he had what was his a broken leg uh he has like a plate in his knee okay but uh yeah broken leg basically yeah uh Patrick Sertan, I mean, I don't see a, a scenario where he falls probably, but mm-hmm. he would be nice. I think uh, he's a big spot for the Cowboys to go at like 11, I think. So, But, uh, yeah, all four of those guys I'd be definitely cool with. If we took a guy like Asante Samuel Jr., I'd probably be kind of mad, or Aaron Robinson. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think if we get any of those four, it would be like, all right, I guess. So we've signed uh, Jermaine Afidi and Afedi, then... Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Elijah Wilkinson. So we've signed yeah. two at least offensive linemen already. Yeah, I still feel like we I don't definitely know. could use another one. Though. Yeah, even I'd I mean, say like second, third round, we, we're probably gonna yeah. pick up I, some guys. Maybe even I, like later in the draft. Yeah, I honestly in the first round, my what I would really prefer. I think if we're not moving up at all and none of the receivers fall, mm-hmm. I think uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC would be really nice because mm-hmm. he has tackle guard flexibility yeah. and he's really good. I think, but he could also go to like someone like the Chargers at fourteen, so yeah. it's kind of tough. But Christian Darisaw wouldn't be bad either out of Virginia Tech or Jalen Mayfield. Those those are the guys I really like. Uh, Sam Cosme. He's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him yet. Yeah, I definitely – offensive lineman, if we take that in the first round, I definitely would not be opposed because, I mean, that's just been a nagging issue for the past couple seasons. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I could also see us just staying pat and picking up uh, maybe like Kadarius Tony. I think he's fallen a little bit though. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Uh, he ran like a 4.39 yesterday, so mm-hmm. that's not too bad. Uh, I could see us maybe picking him or uh, – the kid out of Purdue, I'm blanking out of his name for some reason, mm-hmm. but uh, he's pretty good also. Yeah, we uh, – Or the, Rashad Bateman also. It's kind of off the topic a little bit, but how do you feel the Damian Williams signing is? Uh, I think that's decent. Yeah. I think it's uh, – I think he'll be a lot better than, like, say, like, Artavis Pierce may have been mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, Lamar Miller whenever he got snaps and do stuff like that. Do you think that he'll have a bigger role in the offense than Tariq Cohen? Uh I'll put it like this. I think 
I think it'll leave Tariq Cohen out of those situations where you're like, why is Tariq Cohen running in between the tackles down. right now? Yeah. yeah. I think Damien Williams will be in there on more of those situations. And then Cordero Patterson situations, that'll be Damien oh, Williams. God. So imagine. Please. So please that's so much better, right? That's I mean, so much better yeah, when you put it like that. Oh. You have another veteran quarterback, and then that gives more opportunities for Tariq Cohen to do actually what you want him to do is like get out in space or like catch passes yeah, or like go out in the passes. slot. Then we yeah. could just use him for that. So yeah, exactly. That's that'll be his specialty. Then we'll have Patterson on kick return. Well, Patterson's not even returning yet. Oh He's, yeah, that's true. We haven't signed him back. I don't think we will personally. I don't see where we have the money to do it. I love him as a kick returner. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, I like him as a person too. It's just I don't know. I don't see where we can fetch out just two million dollars for a stop, returner. Please stop giving him handoffs. Like, yeah, it's. I don't know what him and Nagy have going know. on behind the scenes. That's if why. there's <laughs> if there's a love connection or something, yeah. but I that's, like it's it's a little weird. Yeah, that's we, why I'm glad Damian Williams uh, got signed. I I think it's I think it's good. I think it rounds out our backfield very well. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you for sure. Um, I'm just looking at like some of the other signings. Christian Jones. Yeah, that's solid. He was on our team before actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with Detroit for a while, I believe. Uh, he's he's solid. I'm glad they uh finally addressed some inside linebacker depth. Oh yeah. Uh, and then well, another thing with the true font thing, uh, he it kind of fits uh Ryan Pace's model of corners. He's always built his corners like this. He always has one uh one veteran corner and one young corner. Whether mm-hmm. whether it started off with Kyle Fuller as the young guy and then uh Tracy Porter, Tracy Porter mm-hmm. and then uh and then it moved to uh Prince of Mukamura. Yeah. And then it moved to Kyle Fuller being the veteran and Jalen Johnson being the young guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of the method he likes. So Desmond and, Trufant and Jalen Johnson. I mean it's worked like it's worked well for us so far. Yeah, definitely. No definitely. doubt. Prince was he was a little sketchy, especially <laughs> yeah, at the end there. He, but uh, he made some plays, but he would, you know, he slowed down a little and bit. And Tracy Porter, same thing. Yeah. He slowed down a lot. Definitely. Uh, I think, yeah, we still have some guys uh, on the roster besides them. We have Artie Burns, who didn't really get to play a factor last year because of uh, he tore his ACL before mm-hmm. the year. And then we have Trey Roberson, we signed from the CFL last year. He never really got a chance. We lost uh, Buster Screen, right? Yeah. Okay. So we lost two starting corners. Well, I guess Buster's not technically starting, but he was our nickel, so. Mm-hmm. But he plays a lot. I wonder who's so. going to take his spot. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, it's gonna. It might be like a guy like Duke Shelley because they've been high on him since they drafted him mm-hmm. out of Kansas State. Uh, Kendall Vildor, they still have also, so maybe they like him. Uh, okay. He got some playing time last year. He got cooked a little bit, but you know, it. He's still young. Uh, so they, I don't know if they like their options internally or if they want to take a guy in the draft. Yeah, Duke Shelley at 24, 5'9", 173. We took him yeah. in the sixth round. He's, he's built like a slot corner. It's just whether or not he can actually do it. Make you that know? Tra- Kind yeah, exactly. Kindle is pretty small, too, I believe. So mm-hmm. both of them are like slot corner types. It's just, you know, I mean, whether, whether or not they can step up or not. We'll probably see in the draft whether or not they take one. Hicks is... Is he returning for sure? Akeem? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they let him explore trade, but I haven't really heard much news since then. Same. Uh, I mean, that I hope they don't cut little, him. That makes me a little nervous. Yeah. I think, honestly, it sucks to say, but I think that Akeem Hicks was more cuttable than Kyle Fuller. I I hate to say it just because we got Bilal Nichols, uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Goldman's returning, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I think that we could have – I don't, I'm not going to say he doesn't make a huge impact, but if we were going to cut one, I probably would have picked Hicks. I agree, and I say based solely Just off... Just based off age also. Not only age, but 
I guess this ties in with age, but just injury. I mean, yeah, Akeem exactly. Hicks the last couple seasons, he hasn't played much. Yeah. When he's in there, he makes a huge difference, especially in the running yeah. game. But Even if he's not making tackles on the box score, he's just taking up space. Fuller, you know? <laughs> Fuller's just, I don't know, his his health has been much, much better than Akeem Hicks exactly. the, the past couple and years. And he's just so. reliable. Yeah, I definitely would have preferred the. Uh, I I feel like yeah. we. I feel like one of the starters that we offered for Wilson was Hicks. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I don't think they would have wanted it though, just because of the age and the injury yeah. and stuff. But, I mean, I mean, uh, we might not have either. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna talk like Akeem Hicks is here for sure because yeah. I really don't know. Yeah, and uh, then Max kind of just like well. It's like that scene in Fresh Prince where he's looking around <laughs> and nobody's nobody's left. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think Kyle Fuller definitely found a good home though, because he signs with his old his old buddy uh, Vic Fangio and I mean, uh, Bryce yeah, the, Callahan. The Broncos are definitely so. a below average team, but um, yeah, but he find he found a good scheme that oh, he yeah, obviously no knows. So no doubt, uh, good it kind of hurts. Fuller. It kind of hurts seeing that, but I mean. I think I think we'll be all right. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> if we still had Vic Fangio here, man. I mean, um, yeah. Hopefully, Sean Desai can bring that sort of energy. W- but why is former Colts coach? Why is he escaping my name? Uh, Chuck Biano. Yeah, yeah. I that was know. that was brutal. Yeah, he I was know. definitely not the right fit here. Definitely not. But yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Sean Desai can uh, bring some Vic Fangio magic over. I hope so. Because he he was with them for a while, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, some other. Uh, some other draft stuff going on. Uh, the 49ers uh, actually made the first draft trade. Uh, they traded up to number three with it uh, to take the Dolphins pick, and then they gave mm-hmm. they gave up their number twelve, and then two first round picks after, I believe. And then uh, the Dolphins took their twelfth overall pick and moved the six, and the Eagles moved back the twelve. I'm just interested. I'm more interested in what the Dolphins are gonna do at six because, like, I, the Niners going to three, it just seems automatic. They're taking a quarterback. Yeah. The the question is like, which quarterback though? Oh, for the uh, Niners. For the Niners, yeah. Because it's like Trevor, Trevor, and Zach seem pretty pretty solidified. I would say, uh, but. Like the 49ers have had some smoke about Mac Jones, maybe, which would yeah. be kind of crazy. But also, but like Justin Fields is in the mix. But like those yeah. are two completely different quarterbacks. Yeah. Like I don't, completely different. I don't know if I'm playing into the narrative too much, but they traded up for the pick a day after Trey Lance's pro day, and then they got the pick the same day of Mac Jones and Justin Fields pro day, and they chose Mac Jones's pro day over Justin Fields to go to. But I don't know if that's just the like fake teams out because they already know Fields is their guy or what. But that's, that's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, a lot of mental games going on. <laughs> I don't know, but it kind of put me in a blender for Jimmy. A little bit. Jimmy G's definitely kind of stuck in a limbo right now because yeah. he's he's just your basic average quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and he's been he's been uh, injured a little bit, so mm-hmm. I think I think he'll be the quarterback for most of this year unless they get a guy who shows out like right away. I mean, if Jimmy G ends up popping off this season for whatever reason it's going to be interesting to see what yeah. happens i think i think either way they'll cut ties with him but i think they might be able to get something i don't know if he's a free agent this year i gotta check that actually but it was just so weird because when they got him it's like all right we got the guy of our future and then he had won the year they made the super bowl he was pretty solid i yeah, mean he his was stats, definitely solid his stats weren't crazy but like he was good yeah he he definitely i mean they could have done better if they had like a guy who made like a crazy impact, but I mean he definitely didn't hurt them. You know? And with the returning players who were injured last year from the Niners' defense, 
I would not be surprised if they steal the division this year. They, yeah. I'm pretty high on the Niners, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, that they. I think honestly, they might be my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Whether or not they pick a quarterback or not, yeah. I think, I think. Uh, Their defense is is yeah. nasty. They just need a they just need a healthy quarterback back there, and they'll be all right. And we saw that, like like we said, when they made the Super Bowl. I mean, that that Chiefs team that beat them, obviously they're the best team in the league. But like, mm-hmm. they made the Super Bowl with Jimmy G under center doing. A little bit better than average. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what Mitch was our 2018 season. Yeah. So yeah. it's same thing. Yeah, there, I mean, there's always that cliche about like, oh, imagine what this guy could do under Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah. But it's just like you say that about every guy because Kyle Shanahan just makes every guy look like he's comp like a uh, I don't know uh, serviceable. So it's like I don't know. Uh, I think it's kind of like what Belichick has been doing prior to Cam Newton, because that I mean he was just kind of his arm is gone and yeah. he's not what he used to be. But like you look at when Jacoby Brissett, Brissett was in there, um, Jimmy G. The reason he had such high praise is because when he was in with the Patriots, he was a fantastic quarterback. Yeah, I think I think that uh, if he pops off this year, he's a uh, he can be cut pretty easily. Uh, the dead cap would only be like one million dollars for next Jimmy year. G. So. So if they cut him next year, or they could trade him, I don't know if they could get something for him. It depends yeah. how good he does. I think, yeah, they could definitely get something for him yeah. though. His if he cap does hit fairly is, decent. It's like twenty-seven million, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it's like especially it's, for a quarterback. Yeah, for a starting quarterback, that's like all right, I guess. Yeah, it's Which probably a little too to much say. for him, but yeah, yeah uh, I don't think it's that bad. So I think mm-hmm. I think they could definitely get something for him, maybe. Uh, I mean, he'll probably be the Bears quarterback next year, just knowing them. But uh, <laughs> okay, please I mean, don't say that. I I think it's just hey, Eastern Illinois <laughs> hometown kid. Let's yeah, bring him home. Exactly. Uh, After his best years are behind. Well, he's still pretty young, but like yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's such a Bears move, though. I would yeah, not be surprised. I think for the options for the 49ers, it's so it's such like a weird limbo. Like I don't know. Oh yeah, because uh, very Trey odd. Lance. Trey Lance is like he has a great arm. He's a he's he's got a quarterback body like he's 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 well his, suited for his position. His ceiling is so high up there. Like yeah. you know what I mean. It definitely. It, but he's only got that one year of tape and the competition thing and all that stuff. But yeah. and he's got a zip of an arm. It comes out of his hand well. It's great just, athlete. Yeah, great deep ball. He can read the defense a lot more than people think. Uh, but the thing is, like the the kind of like knocks on him is that his team was just so much better than everyone else's. They were a national championship undefeated team. I think Mac Jones definitely the safer pick. Um, yeah, say what you want really about his. Floor. Say what you want about his like athletic abilities and everything. He's just he's gonna put the ball in the receiver's hands. Bottom yeah. of the line, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely gonna get taken in the top ten now. I think people are starting to realize it a lot he's more. He's actually now. like he can read the field a lot uh, really well too. Also, oh yeah. yeah. So that's that's a his football knowledge. He's might be the best out of any of the quarterbacks yeah so exactly so i mean it yeah it's gonna be tough and then fields like i don't know people are i don't know people are like starting to be down on him a little bit i don't know why i his pro day was nasty yeah i know i i'm not sure like what's going on there uh it might be his uh his ability to make reads Mm -hmm. i'm not sure uh that's that's gotta be a thing because he doesn't have any character issues or anything like that right so yeah he's i mean he's kind of been in the spotlight for a while with the whole uh him and justin or him and trevor lawrence, trevor lawrence were on 11. uh yeah what was that was the 11 yeah okay yeah they uh i think he might have been on uh qb1 also though. yeah qb1 that's what i was thinking yeah. okay yeah. um 
So he's he's just been good his whole career up to this point. I mean, yep. I still see him going top five, so not really yeah. an issue there. No, no, definitely not. Um, if we're talking about pro days, though, Zach Wilson, some of the throws he was making, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Back been... up like a Jay Cutler back foot throw <laughs> against the grain yeah. from left, running left and throwing right, like on the money. Yep. That was – I've been I've been on this train for a while. I know so. you have. We've been talking about this for months. <laughs> yeah, I I'm a huge fan of Zach Wilson. Like I like some I've seen some analysts have him above Trevor Lawrence actually. Like Chris I mean Sims, it's not going to happen. I know, like, I know. But there's people that like b- believe in him that much. I mm-hmm. think Okay, I'll put it this way. I think uh Trevor Lawrence kind of has like the sort of like Andrew Luck type feel to him. Mhm. And I hate to throw around this name for Zach Wilson, but like he has like this like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type feel to him. Yeah, like you know what I mean. I'm not saying he's going to be as good because as them he's stuff, not but. the best per se. He hasn't been looked at as the best quarterback, but like his yeah. intangibles, his skills, his arm, his it's like his arm. Yeah, it's like it's like Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. was just like this dude has an absolute cannon. Yeah, and, and so he's gonna. What, what was he the tenth overall pick, thirteenth, something, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. But he his improv. It was like twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah. His improv. Uh, his like improv ability is ridiculous. It's it's better than everyone else's. Like no question. Like he he just knows how to extend the play and just make no- something out of nothing. And you can't you can't find guys like that. What was Trubisky's biggest upside? Like to be taken that high in the draft? Uh, I'm. He had a he had a really good arm, uh-huh. which still holds up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, he he has mobility. Extremely, yeah, he's extremely athletic and. Uh, he all all you need to do is just teach him how to read the field and then he'll be nasty because and and his inconsistent like uh footwork yeah so i mean i was about to say are there any comparable qbs to like a a mitch mitch in this um maybe trask i'd say maybe trey lance trey lance really yeah that's kind of the kind of quarterback he is but oh with the lack of experience too the lack of yeah, yeah the lack of experience uh athletic but he, uh, I think he's a little better at reading the field than Mitch, yeah. so it's a little tough. So I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tough to make that comparison right now. I'd say the Mitch comparison probably before was like Josh Allen, kind of. Yeah, and Josh Allen's. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's shut up all the haters. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Wyoming, everyone's like, "Come on, this kid doesn't play competition." He's a top three quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, he's. He's might be two, right? I mean, Mahomes. Nah, I can't. I can't. Mahomes and then Rogers. Oh, oh yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. Yeah. Healthy Dak's probably top five right now. Close. Right uh, around number Russell five. Russell Wilson's up there yeah. for sure. Um, Sounds I mean, pretty good, right? Yeah. Oh, Brady's. Eh, Brady's top like, ten. Somewhere. Yeah, he's top ten. He's like in the regular season. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say he's winning MVP anymore. I want him on my team in the playoffs. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Even in the regular season, probably yeah. honestly, yeah. But that's because we've been starved of a quarterback ever forever. So. Remember, there were there were Brady talks coming to Chicago after he yeah. wouldn't sign with the Patriots, but then you know how that goes. <laughs> he probably shook Matt Nagy's hand once, and then he was like, "All right, never mind." He's like, "Yeah, I just came to the meeting to let you know I'm not signing with the team." <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, and then with the Dolphins, I feel like uh, wide receiver. Yeah, I think Devontae they were just Smith, maybe. I think Jamar Chase. Okay. <coughs> he just ran a, a four three nine in his pro day. Bro, these these athletes are 
getting ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Who was the linebacker that had a 42 inch vertical? Jamil Davis. What? Uh, how was the Kentucky linebacker? How? Yeah. Uh, he's ridiculous. I don't. I don't know. He's just a freak athlete, and he's probably going to get picked in like the second round. Eleven of that. foot broad jump. Right. Yeah. Uh, four, four, four 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 one uh, forty yard oh dash, and then. Uh, 30-something-inch vertical. Oh, my goodness. Maybe 41-inch. Yeah, n- yeah, it was like 41, 42. That's, yeah, shouldn't be possible. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, that's like wide receiver numbers. And uh, then Justin <laughs> Fields ran a 4.4, right? 4.41, 4.42, something uh, around there. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, also ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I think... Yeah, it's crazy. I think the Dolphins... Will, I think they didn't want to take one so early at 6, so or at 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, at three, that, that's what they originally, it was three. Right. So they moved back to 12 and they got back to six because they Jamar Chase is their guy, most likely. And they so. had, Tua's their guy, like, right now, right? They're riding high on Tua. I th- I'd i like to think so, yeah. I, I think they would have stood pet at three if they wanted a quarterback because who, they could have easily got fielded. Who's their backup now? Their backup quarterback? Because uh, Fitz is gone. I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know who I don't, their backup is. I think they're just kind is. of like uh, Tua or bust. I guess. I mean, I like Tua has upside for sure, but um, uh, yeah, they, he does. I don't know. He's he's kind of in a weird situation. He right just now. has to manage the team at this point, especially since they're gonna have they're gonna have Wolf Fuller. Yeah. Uh, downfield threat. Uh, Devontae Parker definitely a solid number three option. Because oh, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume they're taking Jamar Chase. Yeah. Unless somehow he gets taken, but I doubt it. So like they're gonna have some they're gonna have some weapons for him for sure. So yeah. it's like. So this is kind or, of this is what. If they don't take Jamar Chase, they could also take Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah, ridiculous that's right. tight end out of Florida. Ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. His pro day was today and unfair. I mean, you could even tell in college he had zero drops last year, and he was like their main weapon. He was Sheesh. just ridiculous. Yeah. Because if you're as big as him, like if you're big enough to guard him, he's just faster than you. But if mm-hmm. you're fast enough to guard him, he's just bigger than you. So it's just kind of like they compared his pro day stats to like Mike Evans, and he's bigger than Mike Evans, and they're like very similar, mm-hmm. so he's like a wide receiver playing tight end. So it's, it's like I mean, <clears throat> he has elite NFL tight end written all over him, you know, yeah, already, which exactly. is crazy. Oh, and the by the way, the Dolphins have Jacoby Brissett, so that's not too bad. Okay, I that's forgot weird. about that I signing. I thought he was still on Indy or something. I don't know. Now he's a free agent. I just forgot that he even existed. To be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, he was the starter in Indy for a little bit, right? When for a year when or Luck so. decided to retire. Yep. <laughs> there was a little bit of this was kind of just fan talk of like Andrew Luck possibly coming out of retirement, going to the Bears. I'm like, <laughs> that would be too good to it's be like true. It's like fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I yeah I don't I don't really see that one to be honest with no, you. No, that's definitely but, not happening. Um, uh, some other some other big news I would say is that uh the owners agreed to having a 17 game season now. Uh the Bears didn't agree with that though. I got a George, notification yeah, this morning. Georgie McCaskey was that, not happy about that. <laughs> the uh, Bears voted against that, but then promoted the game 17 yesterday against the Raiders. I don't know. That's weird. But, I mean, I guess they're just kind of, like, going with the flow. Yeah, they're like, I mean, they kind of accepted the fate of it. (laughs) Um, Kamara publicly criticized it. I'm pretty sure he used a uh, vulgar term. Yeah. I I I don't remember the term exactly, but, yeah. He He wasn't too happy. No, a lot of the players don't like it because it has more of a chance of getting hurt. So, I'm assuming. But the single single season records have more of a chance of getting hurt broken now i guess that's what i I brought that point up in one of my group chats that i have with my buddies but um like do you just throw this season out the window when it comes to stats because like having an extra game there just kind of 
you can't compare it to the rest of any season, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is 1,000 yards for a wide receiver still good? Say say the rushing record gets broken for a single season. Like, say Derrick Henry goes out and somehow – okay, another thing, Derrick Henry, he's bound to fall off soon. I don't know. I oh, think yeah. so. I've been I've been on the uh, don't pay Derrick Henry train for a while. Oh yeah, because as as soon as he gets like upper twenties, right around thirty, he's gonna he's, fall off. He's a bad injury away from not being the same anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I I just don't see like he's he's a nice he's a good player. He's oh a, no doubt. He's definitely a solid player, but your offense is kind of limited to him because if you don't give him thirty carries or twenty to twenty five carries a game, yep. he's gonna rush for three a carry the first fifteen. Oh yeah. He's the kind of guy you have to give a bunch of carries to to even get anything going with him. Yeah, no doubt. Because it's just it's just how he is. So like right. your offense is kind of limited, and he can't catch passes that well. So you can't run that many things, and you have to get a different running back to run out of the shotgun most of the time yeah i forgot wait what what did we bring up that derrick henry got brought up um oh alvin kamara um, yeah what else Not oh the rushing season. record yeah. yeah um stats are kind of i don't know i'd say they're throw, thrown out for this season unless the nfl decides to make it a 17 game season regularly you know after yeah, this year that would be kind of dope i guess but i mean i don't know how the pl- i I see why the, the players are cool are with this, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Because they're mean, not getting paid anymore for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> they're getting paid the same amount to pay to play like a whole extra game yeah. and a whole extra week of practice. And in regards to a 16 game season, that's like that's already grueling enough. That's a big percentage of the season in one game. Like you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they're adding another five games to the MLB season uh, yeah. or something. I do think that. Uh, that it may be like play some players may like it because say they get hurt in training camp mm-hmm. and like they want to come back because their team's going to be in the playoffs they have that extra week of oh, yeah. recovery time oh yeah to be able to uh either get a game in to like uh just get their feet wet or uh to just flat out be and able to play in the playoffs there's still you know? bye weeks right uh yeah i believe so there's no do you imagine if they made them play 17 straight weeks <laughs> i don't think that would be a thing no that would be pretty unfair yeah but imagine getting like the week five by week it's just like dang. <laughs> the rest of that season's brutal yeah brutal but uh yeah i don't know it's just kind of a kind of came out of left field i don't know yeah i don't mind it obviously as a fan it's better to have more games but um yeah we'll see what happens with that yeah all right uh on to some nba talk mm-hmm. uh the bulls Somehow, out of nowhere, at last week's trade was it last week? Yeah, last yeah, week's trade, trade deadline, deadline, make come out of nowhere, make the big splash. When when has that ever happened for the Bulls? Like, um, <laughs> I don't know, but as soon as we got some new management, it seems yeah. like uh, I don't. What's the, I can't pronounce the guy's Arvidas name. Karnasovas yeah. and then uh, Mark Eversley. Yeah, they. I mean, good first impression. Yeah, you know? great. I I'm a big fan. I think uh, Nikola Vucevic is a big pickup. Uh, I oh, mean, huge! Averaging 24 points per game and m- some of the most field goals attempted uh, out of a big man like in NBA history. Yeah, in a season. That's give us a, like uh, the jump from having one All Star to two All Stars is huge. And it yeah. hasn't the couple games that he's been there. It, it hasn't been working out too well. But Levine's been cold since the All Star break, so yeah. he's gonna they'll, find they'll get his it game. together. Yeah. Um, massive pickup oh yeah i mean it's it's and absolutely getting huge. getting rid of an overpaid auto porter and um who else did we give up wendell carter wendell carter two first rounders uh after wendell's injury he hasn't been the same i mean he's no. still a young player but um, he just hasn't 
those are like two of the players that I'm happy we actually gave up. Yeah, I I think uh I think it's definitely definitely going to be worth it in the long oh, run. Oh, no doubt. Cuz uh like like a guy like Vooch just helps the team out so much. Like he averages He's a, he averages over six three-pointers attempted per game, and he shoots a big over man, 40%. What's his true position? A center. Center? Yeah. That's, that's he's insane. A, he's a top-four center in the league, yeah. he's a, It goes like Embiid, Jokic. Um, AD. If you count him as a center, yeah. Uh, then him. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Him or Towns, but I'd probably pick him because Towns is a little more selfish than he is, I would think. Also, I'm not putting Jokic. We weren't putting Jokic over um, – AD and yeah, yeah, it was just like yeah, a, it was just it was just the three before anybody general, says it. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. no order there. So uh, <laughs> don't come for us. Yeah, exactly. In no world would I put Embiid over AD, but yeah. um, but uh, that's it's a pretty it's a pretty solid uh, pickup. I think I think uh, this makes it so much more attracting for free agents in the mm-hmm. off season. Uh, that uh, I think I think we like personally I think the plan of attack here is since Lurie's on the bench now. Uh, I mean, I think he's probably gone after this year. He Personally, he's a restricted a free agent. I mean, he's he's a, he's a bust. He's a draft bust. Hate uh, to say it, but I don't I don't know. I I really don't know if he's a bust. I just don't think he works with us. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, I I guess for our standards, I'd say he's a bust for our team. But yeah, um, he was uh, beginning of this year was pretty productive when he was on the court. Um, yeah. But I don't know the consistency with just the way we are playing style. It's just. I don't know. The, n- nothing's really lining up, you know. Yeah, it's I, not a good fit. I think. Uh, I think that definitely. Um, I th- I think he'll do better somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Vucevic is the kind of guy we needed, and yeah. and Laurie was the kind of guy that needs to figure something else. Oh somewhere yeah, else. no like, doubt. Vucevic just makes it so much easier for the rest of our team on the court, just because he takes so much pressure off. Like the pick and roll with Zach Levine and Vucevic. Once it gets going, it's gonna be great. And, oh yeah, and. The contract that he's on is also uh, a pretty good bargain. Like mm-hmm. he's not a free agent for uh, a couple more years, and he's not getting paid like superstar money. Right. So it's, I mean, that's that's the kind of move we got to make. Because then I honestly think I'm not the biggest cap expert in the world, but I think our the way our cap is situated currently, I think that we could find a way for a, a third star. I, I really hope do. so. I mean, that's kind of to be very successful in the league right now. You. You need like at least three stars, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, to say. but I think I think our team's gonna be really successful, especially with Patrick Williams developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thad Young's very solid, even though he's a free agent after this year. Uh, he might he might be back. Who knows? Uh, then uh, Kobe White off the bench, uh, bringing some spark to the team because him and Zach don't really play together well. But no. I think whenever he's without Zach, he plays better. Yeah, I don't know what for sure. what the reasoning is for that, but yeah, that's just how it is. Uh-huh. And then. Uh, yeah, I think I think we got a solid core going right now. I, and Felicio on the. <laughs> on the <laughs> I think bench. we're I think we're a really good point guard away. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Steph Curry. <laughs> Who? So when Levine's on the court, he runs the point, right? Um, some t- kind of. Kind of, I I kind of I guess I mean it's like to- Tomas Sedaransky oh, technically, yeah. but it's basically him. Yeah. Like if we just upgrade like the Tomas Sadoransky position, I feel like that makes us like exponentially better. And like you said, Kobe White could develop. Uh, he's gonna develop more, but like you said, him and Levine just don't have that. Um, they just don't really click on the court together. So him yeah. coming off the bench, like in a in a in a lot of minutes bench bench role player, like I feel like 
that's where he's most comfortable, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping Alonzo Ball could have got, Alonzo Ball trade could have got done for us. Yep. But it's all right. There was a lot of speculation around that, and that would have been a huge move, I feel like, for us, because yeah. I still think Alonzo Ball could be a star in this league. Yeah, we've been some pretty good uh, Alonzo Ball truthers, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt. Some other moves, uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, onto the the Magic's fire sale, uh, got traded to the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I think that's a decent pickup for them. Uh, I don't think it like moves the needle a crazy amount, but he's pretty good. So. Yeah, yeah. So does he have like? Because I'm I'm looking at the his first two games, 21 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah, he's just gonna kind of take over Paul Millsap's role, which is good for them because he's been kind of a liability. Yeah. So he's I mean he's in a starting role, correct? Uh or uh, yeah he started both games with them so okay. yeah but he doesn't play a crazy amount of minutes right that's that's what I was they have they have a deep team so right he whether or not he starts may not dictate how much he plays but mm-hmm. he's a uh, yeah he's definitely decent for them I I think I think it'll help them out a decent amount wow um, yeah Paul Millsap I mean nine point seven points five rebounds two assists yeah. not great but he's bad on defense so it's kind of like yeah. A, He's 36 years yeah. old. I mean, the only well, 36 year old that's still, I mean, LeBron, but, you know, <laughs> um, that's a, uh, he's just kind of a once in a generation type talent. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, uh, and then uh, Evan Fournier, also a part of the uh, fire sale, got traded to the uh, to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, that's a decent, decent move for them. Celtics, I think. man, what? They're just in a very awkward spot right now. Oh, extremely. Sitting at 500. They still have all these, I'd yeah. say, good players. But, yeah. like, what is happening? They're just kind of in limbo right now. It's kind of a weird spot. It's for extremely odd. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, I said Evan Fournier was a decent pickup. Do you want to you wanna know what his stat line yeah, was for the first game? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the memes about it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He yeah, went he 0 for 10 with yeah. uh, 33 minutes. Or <laughs> like 33 minutes, 0 for 10 with two rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. Any assists? Uh, no. <laughs> 33 minutes, no assists. No, no assists no, point. no points. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, that, <laughs> that kind of sums up the Celtics season, but uh, yeah. that's a that's giving Tony Snell a, a run for his money yeah. for the worst stat line ever. Yeah, as they lose. Um. um that's pretty. Uh, Luke Cornett, former Bull, actually. Yeah. Uh, scored more in 13 minutes. He had 10 points in 13 minutes. That. There we go. We oh. Gotta, and I gotta. I gotta address something. Okay. Uh, we traded Chandler Hutchinson away. Yeah. Uh, in a in a small move. Uh, it, it was like Chandler Hutchinson and uh, Daniel Gafford for Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner, and then we traded Mo for, for uh, Thice. Yeah, for Thice. Uh huh. So. Uh, Hutchinson comes out. He wasn't playing on the Bulls, uh, for personal reasons, I guess. So like whatever those reasons were, cool. Yeah, I was uh, wondering. He he comes out in his first games with the Wizards and scores 18 points, has five rebounds, and shoots eight of 11. And he tweets on. He like makes a tweet on Twitter about like uh like being unwanted or something. And I'm like, dude, you weren't even like you weren't even playing. And yeah. then like I wonder sudden, if something was going on behind the scenes, but like Maybe. Maybe with the organization, but it's just like, dude, like what are you so odd. <laughs> what are you what are you trying to act like that for? Like you were you were literally like he said oh, he said one one man's trash dot 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 hashtag DC family. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. We drafted him, what, two years ago? Yeah, he, he hasn't done anything. I was actually very high on him Me coming too. out of the draft. I, I liked that pick a lot. Yeah, he, he was a four-year player out of, was it Boise? Yeah, Boise State. Yeah, he uh, he was he was really good. I liked him a lot. I was praising him. Mm-hmm. At 22, I thought it was a great pick, but I don't know. Uh, what else? Uh, Aladipo goes to the Heat. Heat are yeah. also in a weird kind of position. Yeah. Fall off from last year. Yeah, the thing is, I heard that uh they wanted kyle lowry instead oh they didn't even want oladipo yeah so (laughs) oladipo was just kind of like a a sure like why not because they didn't really they didn't give up anyone really celtics and the heat are the seventh and eighth seeds yeah 23 and 24 the knicks the hornets and the Hawks are ahead of them. Yeah, I'd rather play. I'd rather play those teams than the Heat and Celtics. I, w- I would too, because I feel like they definitely have the ability to start coming around later yeah. in the year. But those teams are just trying to get out of the eighth seed and not play the Nets first round. That's what they're. That's what they're. Or goals the Sixers. Are. I mean, the Sixers yeah, have too. been solid this year. Um, Sixers always find a way to mess up in the playoffs, though. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking too. I, like like we said a few weeks ago. I mean, I I think the Nets shouldn't have a problem getting to the finals this year. I hate to yeah. say it, but like especially after these signings. Oh my goodness. That we'll uh, we'll talk about right now. I yeah. guess. Uh, Lamarcus Lem- Aldridge signs with the Nets after a buyout. That's a yep. big signing. Uh, we talked about Blake Griffin a few weeks ago also, but. Um, I think I said it on the pod. Uh, Blake Griffin. His first bucket? Yeah, I said, I said no, I said his first game he's going to dunk. I guarantee it. And what did he do? First first points. Yeah. First shot, technically shot, as a net. And he's he's dunking left and right now. Yeah, he's got a, he's got bounce still. He, he's still got it in him. You could probably jump over the Kia still. I love how for two seasons he – how do you choose not to dunk? <laughs> I don't know. That's, like, what is happening? This is crazy. Know. And then uh, Blake Griffin had the had the quote about. Uh, he said like for the last two years people were calling me trash or, or it was something along those lines. Yeah. Right? Everyone, all I've heard is how bad I am. He said. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone's complaining about that I went to a good team. Yeah. Like I thought I sucked basically. I, and then it came out that. Um, KD was the one who told Lamarcus Aldridge, like, "Oh yeah, like <laughs> you should probably come here. here. Yeah, <laughs> you should come over here." <laughs> that's that. That's crazy. I mean, their their uh their backcourt depth is. I mean, their frontcourt depth is a lot better now. I mean, they have DeAndre Jordan, Aldridge, and uh and Griffin. They get yeah. minutes in the playoffs. That's pretty solid, I think. Especially with Jordan bringing the energy whenever they need it. And then they got guys like KD, obviously Harden, Irving. Yeah, and Jeff then Joe Green, Harris. Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's hurt, I think, but yeah. But when he's in there, he's he's not a bad player. No, Ty- yeah, he's solid. Tyler Johnson, <laughs> not very good. <laughs> no. I don't like Tyler Johnson no. very much. He got overpaid but in Miami, right? He, Is that what it was? He, pl- I think, I think he got overpaid in Miami. Yeah. yeah, it was him, and then Josh Richardson got overpaid in Philly. I want to say. Yeah. They played at the same. They played on the same team though. Um, yeah. Uh, the Nets. This is like what? It, I don't know what's happening. Like, yeah, I don't know. But oh, Aldridge too. I didn't even. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then uh, Andre Drummond uh, got Goes to the he Lakers. countered with uh, signing with the Lakers, so it makes them even more. Could uh, you imagine? Could you imagine if he went to the Nets? Like, what would even? <laughs> ha- they would have two starting lineups basically. Yeah, I don't know. They just have like all every every big man that's ever been bought out ever. So uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> apparently, but um, that's huge for the Lakers. I mean, that kind of. Um, solidifies that a healthy Lakers team should make the finals. Yeah, they should. So, and I I mean, I feel like every NBA fan wants to see Lakers Nets, you know. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that uh, at least one of the two will be in the finals. I don't, oh yeah. I mean, I I don't unless LeBron is like seriously like seriously hurt, mm-hmm. then uh, the Lakers are gonna be there. So he has it's, just, a, it's up to the Nets. well AD too, right? Because he's been out for a while. Yeah, but I think AD will be back. Because what like doesn't a, LeBron just have an ankle sprain though? Yeah, but it's just like a if it comes back and hurts him in the playoffs yeah. again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who's going to give them a run? I, I don't see the Jazz being a great no. playoff team. They're decent in the playoffs. Nuggets are also decent in the playoffs. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon's a good pickup, but a healthy Lakers team. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The Clippers just signed. Uh, who did they sign today? They signed DeMarcus Cousins. So it's like, I don't know. I okay. mean, I that mean, doesn't really move the needle for me he's anymore. He's never, he's just not on the court anymore. Yeah, he's know? not the same guy anymore. He's always hurt. Yeah. He had a great career from 2015, 2018. He was like arguably top two, three big man in the league, and then yeah, he was amazing. He yeah, was like dominant in Sacramento. He was unreal. Like he was amazing there. Yeah, he was even really good with the Pelicans, Pelicans when he yeah. got traded. When there. him and AD were there together, yeah, that was kind of nasty, honestly. Wait, so Cousins was he was on the Lakers with AD again, right, for a little bit? Uh, he never got to play. Yeah, that's right. But he was on the team. Yeah, he uh. Yeah, from he had a good seven eight year run mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, what's it called the Pelicans and uh, Kings from 2010 to 2018. He mm-hmm. was nasty. Um, you know what's funny is I just don't understand why all these players pick the Nets of all teams to make into a super team. You know, because yeah, like, I don't know because I remember the it was between the Knicks and the Nets, and the Knicks are like they're a historic franchise, like never really been amazing they've always had really some really good teams but like it's the dolan thing i think james dolan's kind of uh kind of isn't the best owner around i would say (laughs) a lot of a lot of these big market uh owners aren't aren't proven to be the best yeah Uh, look Uh, at chicago yeah luckily luckily jerry's been a little better as of late yeah but uh, a lot of the other guys nah, not really yeah so i'd say it's the safest bet's definitely in nets versus um Lakers finals, I'd say, because like you look at a Bucks, Bucks struggled deep in the playoffs. Philly struggles deep in the playoffs. They were one game away against the Raptors a few years ago, but a, a healthy Nets team, because like I could see Harden, Irving, Katie resting towards the end of the year, just not even playing like oh, the yeah. last ten games. They're gonna come out on fire for the playoffs. Like, oh yeah, they've been they've been hooping it up for sure. Oh yeah, I, they're, they're ready. I I have no doubt that the Nets are gonna make it. I really, I mean the Sixers. I I've I been would, through I've been through the Sixers and Bucks thing with Giannis and Ben Simmons. Yeah. We've been through this. Yeah. I just I can't. I I'd can't say the Nets team. are a safer bet for the finals than the Lakers are for the finals. Mainly because the injuries of the Lakers the right of now. The conferences and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the East is just worse. Period. Yeah, that's true. Because if they're playing the Hawks in the second round, it's just like, come on, man! Like, like what is this? John Collins is not sticking KD. This for is not even a minutes. West. That's like a 12 seed in the West team. Because yeah. Kyrie and Trey are just gonna trade buckets, and then what are they gonna do about Harden and KD? KD. Exactly. And the bigger man, like you literally can't no do chance, anything. Yeah. So. Clint Capella. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was a lot of move. I'm trying to think if there were any other really big moves i don't think so there were there was a lot of like smaller stuff going on too yeah. but there's uh, a lot of kyle lowry smoke but they never got the they were asking a lot more than they uh than they probably should have for an impending free agent toronto's pretty brutal this year like they're not that great no uh, they they probably should have traded kyle they wanted a lot i don't i don't understand though he's a 35 year old the point guard who 
isn't as good as he used to be, and he he, he has if he was traded issues too. Yeah, and if he was traded, he wanted a two-year, fifty million dollar deal from whatever team. He wanted twenty-five million he's AAV. Not, he's I'd say he's worth fifteen million. Yeah, right that's what I'm saying. There. I I don't I don't get it. Why would you be paying him twenty-five million dollars at 37, 37 for a point guard? I don't is like he unless that you're Chris Paul. He's thirty-five right now. Yeah, thirty-four, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't think he was that old yet. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. But he was on like he was he was even on the. 2006. Yeah, he was with like the Rockets, right? Um, he was with Memphis from 2009 to 2019. 2009 to or er, 2006 to 2009, I meant to say. 2009 2012, he was with the Rockets, and then he's been with Toronto ever since. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean he's he's slowly on the decline already. Yeah, he's so. not a bad player, but he's not 25 million AAV nah. worth. He's like starting point guard worthy for sure. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm good on far as far as basketball goes. Yeah, um, there were like we said, there's a lot of moves, but um, Nets and Lakers still the front runners. That hasn't yeah. changed. So, uh, we could talk about the Blackhawks a little bit. Getting yeah. Kirby Doc back, one of the yeah. best players on our team, I'd say. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Honestly, everyone else is just so scrappy. Unless you want to say Brandon Hagel's better. Uh, no, I think it's a little too too early to say that. <laughs> I like some of these younger scrappy guys, though, like Ryan mm-hmm. Carpenter. and um, You need guys like that. Oh, yeah. And that's what we've been lacking for the last couple of years. I think that's part of the reason we found more success this year is because we have scrappy guys. Like, yeah. We're actually out-hitting teams. They're playing with a purpose. And when when we were the team to beat, we would outshoot every team but one of the things we were always lacking is we'd get doubled in hits every game and now we have that yeah um i'm not saying offensively or as a team we're as strong as we was as our championship teams but our offense is solid you got players like debrinket who's fourth in the league in goals kane's third in the league in points like we still have some <laughs> of those fantastic yeah. offensive players and having kirby Doc back i mean Last year, he was one of the best rookies in the league. Yeah. Um, Kubalik also was, I think, the top goal scorer as a rookie last year. Yeah, he year. was. Um, I mean, we just had, we're, we're bleeding with young talent right now. Yeah, they just they just need uh, some other guys to supplement it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they'll be able to make some really good things happen this and year. Our defense was starting to come around a little bit at the beginning of the year. And just lately, they've been a liability. Um, yeah. Lankinen's had a few bad outings. Subban's backup so he can be inconsistent but yeah he has expect. been yeah um yeah i don't know we've been a little shaky lately but i think we have three wins in the last four games three wins in the last five games so that's good we dropped four in a row there pretty recently but um yeah it's gonna be i don't know like first half of what we've played so far this season i'm like all right it seems like we're a lock for the playoffs right yeah. now we've played 37 games and we're tied with Nashville for that fourth playoff spot in our division. It's it's going to come down to the end, I really think. Yeah, um, we've been scuffling for sure. With no return of Taze in sight, maybe ever, which is kind of scary to say. Um, I don't know. We're this is probably this is the team we're going to be riding with because we have Kirby Doc back. Um, he hasn't been able to make that big of a difference so far, but he's only been back for like three or four games. He had a nasty move against Nashville where he put <laughs> the puck between the guy's legs. I was like, that's the Kirby doc we need. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see because we last, I remember, I think it was before this season, we kind of came out and said that we're in a rebuild mode. Um, we got rid of Crawford. Yeah. Seabrook retired. Um, Taze is indefinite. Uh, yeah. 
he might never come back hope yeah. hoping for the best but um I don't know, man. There's no captain of the team right now. I'd give it to either Keith or Kane, honestly. They've taken that leadership role. Yeah, I think eventually they should give the C to someone, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when they're going to. Because I just don't know if they're trying, like, treatments because all they've said about Taze is that he's feeling, like, groggy and lack of energy. They don't know exactly what's wrong. There's been a lot of skeptic, like, there's been a lot of, um, skepticism about him possibly having als i've heard that from like multiple people i don't know how good the sources are but i mean that would be the end of his career right there so um and he's in his early 30s he's like 32 years old 33 um obviously that would be be brutal brutal. yeah as the heart and soul of the team that would be terrible but we have good candidates like kane like keith that could easily take that um take that c i mean keith's 36 37 leading the team in ice time like He's got a new bounce in his step this season for sure. Um, I don't know. Blackhawks are they're they're in a pretty good position right now. I'd say uh, definitely better than I thought we'd be. So can't complain with that. Yeah, we just need to go on another hot streak, and I, I think we should be able to take that last playoff spot in the division. Hopefully, oh, yeah, hopefully, because <laughs> there are teams that are creeping up like Nashville and uh, Columbus, I believe. But yeah, um, they just need to. Like they just need to be more consistent, especially since they got Doc back. You would expect them the consistency to go up. Yeah, and teams like the Panthers, who have been surprisingly good, the the Hurricanes, they're just like far in the top of our division right now. Um, and we had to play. We had a we we played like the Lightning four straight games, the Panthers four straight. That was brutal. I mean. Yeah, our division right now. It's a rough stretch. Lightning twenty four nine and two. Panthers twenty three nine and four. Hurricanes twenty three eight and three. Like fifty points, fifty points, forty nine, and then us and the Predators are tied at thirty nine points. And we've played more games than all of those teams, which is kind of alarming. Hawks are four and six in their last ten. Nashville's eight and two, so they're riding the hot hand right now. I mean, that hot streak's not going to be around forever, especially because they have a plus-minus of minus 14 goals on the season. But uh-huh. teams like the Lightning and the Panthers, I don't know if we could get past them in the playoffs. I mean, Joel Quenville, the new Panthers head coach, obviously longtime Blackhawks head coach, he's made a flip in Florida, like, I don't know, just instantaneously. Yeah, I mean, that definitely hurts seeing that. But Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. He I was mean. he was the lone Panthers guy out there when they were celebrating Kane's 1000th game he was the only one on the Panthers bench because he coached him yeah. for most of his career so that was cool to see yeah but um yeah we'll see what happens uh if the Hawks do make the playoffs they'll definitely be in that last spot in the division there's no way that we're going to overtake any of those three teams unless a freak thing happens they all have plus minuses over 20 in goals already so their defense better offense better goaltending better um but their heart isn't better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're not as scrappy as us. Exactly. So um, we're kind of a Cinderella story a little bit this year, but um, it's nice to see that the Hawks are still in the conversation for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's better than seeing them in last yeah. and just bottom feeding. Yeah, and, and we even after like the last couple of seasons, because there were two seasons in a row we didn't make the playoffs, but we were like right on the cusp. Like It's not like we've been terrible. Um, mm-hmm. We've obviously had some defensive issues, some – injury issues but um i don't know it's just it's it's nice to see that we still haven't really given up and we still have some good core players so it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year yeah hopefully some solid moves incoming hope so um because i mean it it used to be everybody wanted to play for the blackhawks but now it's kind of like i don't know 
I'd say we're stuck in a little bit of a weird limbo right now because like yeah we were going for full rebuild but then we started doing good this year and then Lincoln and surprise everybody by playing well so I don't know it's it's I'd like to say we were going to make the playoffs but who knows what's going to happen yeah limbo is definitely how I would describe it also oh to yeah be honest with you um I think we're good right yeah for um sure. yeah there's been a lot that's been happening in sports the last couple weeks um not that many topics that we covered I'd say but like a lot to talk about about yeah them, you know what I mean um, and then obviously with baseball starting, NFL draft coming up, uh, oh, yeah. and the national championship soon, there's yeah. going to be a lot to talk about in these next upcoming week, weeks. Next week will definitely be packed. Oh yeah. Cause the national championship game is one next Monday. It's so, usually on a Monday. Something right? like that. And it will definitely be recording afterwards. Oh yeah. So we'll definitely, we'll definitely have a, a, a lot to say about that and just a, a week of MLB games. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, some of the teams come out and and if anybody gets a hot start. Or, exactly. Uh, it's going to be fun this yep. next week in sports for sure. So for that's, sure. this has been another episode of the Glacier Guys. Uh, you can find these episodes on the library's website on their SoundCloud. They will also be posted on the Glacier. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next week. Peace.